103.wdkxwdkx.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day wherever you are. What's great about these podcasts is you can listen to them anytime you want. You can refer them to friends. It's sitting at wdkx.com. I've done a number of them. Today, I have uh, Melanie J. Silas. Now, Melanie, for people that may know you, you are in multiple rooms, which is what's great. Uh, what's great is is that for people that may, oh, Melanie J. Silas, I know she's a writer. I know she has done a number of productions in the Rochester area. But people don't may not know is that you are also an educator. I am. Uh, you are also a doctor? I am. Um, and you are also, uh, what? I, I've, I've lost all titles. I'm a minister. Minister. That's yes. the one I forgot. Yes. <laughs> Should have wrote them all down. Uh, what, and the, I'm a mom. And, and, whoa, that's another title. <laughs> Parenting is another that's title. That's right. Uh, one of the things I thought was very interesting, you know, we have been talking a lot, and you and I off air and in future podcasts as well. Uh, I've seen a lot of people talk about therapy and help. Yes. And uh, by the time we're doing this podcast, we're running up on February and and a lot of people will be thinking about Valentine's Day and Black History Month and all the other things, things that go on in the month of February. One of the things that I thought was interesting you when we had this first conversation about doing these podcasts was you said something that was called self-care and self-love. There's a difference between the two. <laughs> self-care and self-love. It sounds to me like it's the same thing, mm -hmm. but you say it's not. Well, academically, when you think about uh, black uh, feminist uh, theory, there are two definitions to black self-love versus self-care. Mm -hmm. So self, black self-love, um, feminist scholars say that it is uh, the healthy love for ourselves, our sisters, and our community, which allows us to continue our struggle and our work within those spheres. Mm -hmm. When we talk about self-care so to speak self-care is the 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 behavioral um, function of mitigating mental health stressors so it means that we we embody practices and cognitive thinking that will intentionally lessen or help us to be better mentally or uh, emotionally. I, I, all right, let's start there. Okay. We're starting to, we know what the triggers are. You said something that was, there are certain things that we know that are going on in our lives mm -hmm. that are preventing us from taking care of ourselves. Right. So, so how do we go through that? So when we, so my area of focus really is around uh, black women and girls, mm -hmm. um, specifically black women. And it kind of uh, trans transfers, that information can transfer to talk about black girls and how we bring them up and the messages that they receive and things of that nature. But when we think about uh, black women, there's this concept by Kimberly Crenshaw, which is called intersectionality. And it talks about the multiple layers of identity for black women. Mm -hmm. So we have, you know, we're compound, uh, compounded in terms of we are black and we are female. And so there are certain things or stressors that come with just being black. And there are certain stressors that come with just being female. And then when you bring those two together, it's kind of compounded, uh, this, these stressors that can come from being both black and female, mm -hmm. right? Um, so when you think of historically the ways in which um, black women have been treated, uh, how we are, you know, stereotyped or viewed, um, how we presently uh, deal with different types of stressors um, academically, professionally, personally, uh, we're constantly bombarded by negative stereotypes, negative messages about who we are, who we can be, 
um, what we can accomplish, things of that nature. And then we have the cultural elements of having these familial and communal responsibilities that uh, add to those stressors. Hmm. So when you think about the chronic stress that we're compounded with, it is both like social, it's historical, and it's cultural and familial. So we have like all four categories that are coming at us at a, you know, at a... At all times. At all times, right. So when we talk about self care, this is how do we balance those four categories mm -hmm. and how do we help ourselves mentally stay afloat? How do we heal ourselves mentally? How do we deal with the historical trauma that has been passed down to us from generation to generation within our DNA? And then how do we just deal with our own personal trauma? And that can vary from person to person. Uh, and and uh, there's a lot that goes on with that. Is that all happening now in this sort of new generation of actually going to therapy? You and I were talking about this before, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, we, we're right around the same age, so we grew up in the household of whatever goes on in this house stays in this That's house. Right. And so we've had to really, we're really in our, I hate to say rookie year, but we're really in our early years of actually bringing up therapy as not just a topic, Correct. but a lifestyle. Correct. So this is going to take the next generation of being comfortable to talk about things that have gone on, not only within the family or the household, mm -hmm. but generationally, like you said. Absolutely. So when we talk about even dealing with your overall health or looking at the health, um, mental health and physical health of black women, when you look at uh, statistics for diseases, black women are at the highest state statistically for almost every disease that you can come up with. Mm. And that and, and we have higher rates of depression and anxiety and, and seek treatment or help less often than other um, populations. Hmm. And, and why, why is it, other than the institutional world that we live in, um, why is it that it's sort of hard to accept the fact that not everybody really wants to go to therapy? Like, there's always going to be that, well, that's just the way it's always been, and mm -hmm. I don't understand how talking about these issues in front of somebody is going to change anything. You can't change the world, but you can change yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when we look at the history of the United States and black people, we don't really have a really good track record in terms of trust and medical care or treatment mm -hmm. or things of that nature, and that's really where you get those themes of what goes on this in this house stays in this house, it really was a protective measure, yes. you know, to keep black families together, to keep us from being a stereotype or coded a particular, you know, kind of way or being um, labeled in, you know, certain ways. Mm. And so we have had this mistrust of the majority, so to speak, in terms of who were in those systems. Um, but as, like, as you said, you know, we're coming into an era where there might be more of us within the field. Mm -hmm. There are more of us not only practicing, but in the, within the education field, within counseling, like, like myself. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we understand that there is a, uh, there's a certain, there's another level of trauma that comes from silencing us. There's another level of trauma that comes from masking that we're hurting. There's another level of trauma that we're dealing with when we fear um, how people are going to respond when we say that, oh, I'm not feeling myself or I'm feeling, mm -hmm. um, I'm feeling beat down. Yeah. I'm feeling, you know, um, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling like uh, the world sometimes is too much for me to handle and I need help to kind of manage it a little bit. Throwing the type of those words that kind of wake people up, you know, I'm depressed, mm -hmm. you know, would sound like, oh, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Right. You know what I mean? I'm not feeling myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, what's going on here? Where in mean, previous generations, it's, it would be, you would be told, 
uh, Melanie, you know, snap out of it. Right. Or go pray about it. Anybody want to hear that? Right. You know, and, and those in those terms. Remember, we 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 know them because we've been told those terms of you know, ain't no time for that right now. That's right. And you don't have the luxury of breaking down. Correct. Yeah. Correct, because yeah. you're either head of household Absolutely. or whatever, or something's happening in that moment that seems to be more important than your feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get caught up in your feelings. Right. Those terms are, that are that are extremely dangerous. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, self care. What is self love? Because I think that's the other end of this too. With we don't really use the word love sometimes the right definition of it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. When we talk about self-love, we're really talking about this um, concept that the personal is political, um, which means that uh, personal self-love and communal love it really is an act of social justice. Mm. It really is saying that we, uh, we refute and we reject the notions that have been given to us about who we are and our worth, so mm. to speak. And mm. so we were talking on uh, the last podcast about um, the relevance of uh, things like Black Girl Rock or um, Black Girl Excellence or uh, black girl magic, you know, things of that nature, um, because those speak to our brilliance. It speaks to our worth. It speaks to our capabilities. It absolutely negates this concept that black women simply are not enough. And we are saying, yes, we are. We're not only enough, but we're more than enough. Mm. Mm. And, and it's oh, something that I was talking to you about in the last podcast. It's weird because it, people will be like, well, this is the first one you put up. <laughs> and I said, well, I mean, I'm not sure what order we're going to put them up. I'm going to have to put up both of them or people are going to get upset. <laughs> but we were testing the mics early and then got into a really lengthy conversation yeah. that it will now turn into a podcast. But it's the importance of reinforcing those those sort of things that were maybe never said. Mm-hmm. And now that we've got all of this communication through whether it's social media or chats or, or text messages or wherever it may be, handwritten letters, if people didn't still do that anymore. Um, there are multiple ways to get out these positive reinforcements Absolutely. that need to be said repeatedly. So when people say, oh, I'm sick and tired of hearing that, I'm like... It, maybe that message ain't really for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You may be sick and tired of hearing that. Right. Or maybe that message you need to hear more often because you need that self-love. Right. right. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that when we talk about self-love, we really are talking about um, a self-healing and empowering of self. And, and empowering, we know we use that word all, all the time, but empowering really means to authorize ourselves or to permit ourselves to love ourselves, mm. to permit ourselves to be kind to ourselves, to invest in ourselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Self-love is doing those things that we teach our children how to be kind to other people, but we never teach our kids or ourselves how to be kind to ourselves. What does that look like? Mm. Right? So so sometimes you have to kind of step back out of yourself and say, you know, if I could tell someone how to be kind to me, what would that look like? And then once you get that list, that's what you need to start doing for yourself. Wow. All right. I'm going to cut this podcast off. Because I think (laughs) next podcast we'll put up, I, I think... I'll ask you to do something. I'm not sure if you really know the answer to it. Okay. You said something about how we're always, I think women do this a lot more than men, but I think men do this as well. We're always trying to make someone else happy. Yes. It's the sacrificial functioning. Yes, it is. It is. I'm doing this for my kid. Not that you don't do nothing for your kid, but but you're going above and beyond. Yes. Um, Aren't we taught that though? Like you're black, so you have to be two, three, four times better than everybody else. You have to work longer hours. You have to do, you know, do more. But, 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 and and we do. 
Yeah. Because I was taught that as well. You got to be two times, three times better. But also, there is what's left for you. That's the question. All right. So we'll answer that next time because because I, I, that's a longer conversation. I think it's an uncomfortable one because it actually involves being selfish yep. where we're always giving. Self-love we're- is not selfish. And that is, that is one of the premise of uh, black feminist thought is that self-love and self-care is not selfish. It is a necessity. It, and, and I believe, just coming from a minister's perspective, mm-hmm. that the word talks about giving from our overflow. We fill our cup for ourselves, but most times we give from our cup. Our cup is for us. Mm-hmm. And once we are filled for us, whatever the overflow is, that's what you give to other people out of your overflow. Because if you give from your cup, if your own well is empty, what can you give? Yeah, some people's cups are empty and they gave it all away. Right, and they're and exhausted. Some, yeah, and they're exhausted and they don't know why. Exactly. We'll cover that next time, WDKX.com.